Coming to you from the Big Island of Hawaii, it's the Songs and Stories Podcast. And now, here's your host, Steve Roby. Aloha, this is Steve Roby uh, backstage at the Kahilu Theater. And my guest today is Angel Prince, the director of the dance company Prince Dance Theater. Aloha. Aloha. It's so good to see you. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before we dive into Wild Things, which is uh, premiering this weekend, two full days, Saturday and Sunday, at the Kahilu Theater, why don't you give me a little brief, brief background on yourself and the Prince Dance Theater? Sure. Well, I have been dancing since I was three years old and always wanted to be on stage in some capacity, uh, dancing, singing, acting, directing, choreographing, um, on stage, behind the scenes, didn't really matter as long as I was in showbiz. <laughs> um, and I graduated from Hofstra University in New York wow. with a degree in dance and psychology and um, then moved to Hawaii and I started Prince Dance Institute immediately upon moving here. Um, we started with two students, which then grew to, um, at the height, right before the pandemic, we had 250 students. Um, and we offer classes in all forms of dance and singing and acting. Um, and then uh, in 2008, I formed Prince Dance Theater, which we're now actually calling Prince Dance Company. Okay. Um, and that is a nonprofit. And that is a professional level dance company um, that creates uh, works for stage and site specific um, locations. We also produce shows. So we are the producing organization for this show for Prince Dance Institute. Um, and so the two organizations work well together mm -hmm. and uh, we share volunteers and audience members. Um, and it's a great way for our students at Prince Dance Institute to see what a professional company looks like, something to aspire to. And for some of them, they have danced with us. They started out as students in the school and now they dance with the company professionally. All right. Where does your passion come from to do this? And I'm sure you have some goal in mind uh, it's, I mean, to do anything on this level on this island is, is wonderful. And to find uh, the students that want to dance, that want to perform, um, where does your passion come from? Mm. I really like connecting with people. And I like to find the similarities between us. And sometimes that means showing the differences between us, the things that make us stand out, the things that are different, the things that are misunderstood the stories that haven't been told, um, but really at the heart of it, it's just to find the, the commonality and, uh, and to delight and inspire and, um, and sometimes educate the audiences. Mm -hmm. I, I think that finding new ways to communicate is really interesting. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's exciting to me about creating shows is that you're making these um, temporary worlds that people can step into and they feel mm. so much uh, hopefully, if we've done our job right, yeah. um, the full range of emotions, and then it just sparks new ideas. I mean, uh, art has been such a gift in my life, and I delight in it, and I want other people to feel the same sort of Wonderful. spark that I feel. So. Well, I'm so glad you do what you do. Thank you. Well, let's talk about wild things. Um, I read the overview of it, but I would love to hear it in your words of um, how the concept came about, how long you've been working on it, and you know, kind of just go from there. Yeah. Sure. Well, this year we partnered with the Thelma Parker Library 
And that inspired us to choose the book Where the Wild Things Are as our jumping off point. Everybody has read that book. It uh, really touches a lot of people, resonates with them. Um, and so it seemed like the perfect fit for uh, this year and these children, these students, because it's a hero's journey. And mm -hmm. I feel like on some level, we're all experiencing a bit of a hero's journey as we come out of the pandemic. Absolutely. And everything we've gone through and where do we want to go now? And mm. that's what a hero's journey is. And that's what Max, and, and we have added some friends into this story, the characters go through in, in our version of Wild Things. Um, so it was a, a natural... Um, storyline for us to follow and uh, working with the library made it really easy to mm -hmm. um, just to jump into literature in general um, but then ultimately land on this piece. So it follows the storyline of uh, where the wild things are and you've adapted it uh, yes. to that? So. Yes. So we use that as our foundation. We have Max, but we have added in characters that don't mm. exist in the real story. Okay. Uh, we made it our own because it's a, it's a dance musical. So while we do have um, Glee singing several songs, it's really a story told through dance and acting. Mm. And, um, and the story really lends itself to something for the stage because the story itself is only 12 pages long. You know, there's, mm. it's not that long when you, when you really look at it as a book. There's a lot of space to fill. And so we added in characters like Max's friends um, and a queen of the island and lots of different monsters and characters uh, that don't, don't necessarily exist in the book but feel like ah, they could exist how fun. in the book. Yes. How fun. Yeah. Now you have over 100 performers Yes, I think right now we're at 125. Yes. 125. Yes. Wow. <laughs> How do you corral 125 people? <laughs> I mean, they're not all on the stage at the same time, right? Or are they? Uh, at the curtain call, they are in okay. the end. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what ages are they? Wild cats, right? It's like herding wild cats. <laughs> um, ages five is our youngest, all the way to adult. Um, which, you know, I don't know if they want me to divulge their no, name, but adults. Yeah. So um, typically we do two shows a year where we have the younger students in the fall and then we have the older, more advanced students in the spring. But because nobody has gotten to perform a live show mm. in three years, mm. we decided to combine it and let everybody perform together. So it's back to a format that we used to do and it's really fun for the young ones mm. to get to see the older dancers, performers getting ready and, uh, and then for the older dancers to be role models and to help and be leaders for the younger dancers. So it's, it's nice. It is quite a lot of students in one place, plus the volunteers and the teachers and the tech. So it will be a crowded backstage for sure. I, I see you've got some costumes lined up behind you. Everybody has a costume, I presume. Everybody and... has at least one costume. Wow. Many have more than one costume. Yes. So it's, um, you've incorporated like some of your other shows, uh, aerial silks and uh, other uh, trapeze dance and some hip-hop music. Uh, yes. Talk about that. Sure. So all of our classes um, that have students ages five and up get to perform in this show. So we have uh, ballet and contemporary, trapeze and aerial silks, um, hip-hop, breakdance, acrobatics, musical theater, glee, actors. Am I forgetting anybody? And th there are multiple levels of these classes. Wow. So we have ballet 
and contemporary levels one, two, three, and four, and musical theaters one and two, and aerial silks one, two, three, four, adults. So there's a lot of classes, a lot of students. We, do, we have combined a lot. We really tried to create a story that, um, that flowed and, um, and not use the blackout, stop and go mm -hmm. method of performing. Mm -hmm. So it's really a story that, that links from one part to the next part, which meant dancers and actors and um, singers that had not worked together before came together in this last tech week to join their pieces together. So that's been quite an experience to have our pre-glee and glee class on stage while our aerial silk one and two are dancing. And then we have some acrobatic dancers coming through the front. So. It's, it's quite a feast for the eyes. There's a lot going on, lots of color. It's very happy. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Tell me about the music aspect of the, uh, do you want to call it a production, a performance, a play? Both work, yeah. yeah. Um, we chose contemporary, for the most part, popular music. Mm. I really wanted this show to be um, heartwarming, comforting. I wanted it to feel like it was something you, you already knew. So I wanted people to be able to sing the songs, to be excited when they heard the songs, uh, which isn't always the case. I, a lot of times I like to choose eclectic, obscure music, stuff that really you know, resonates with me but is not mainstream. This year I just wanted it to be a crowd-pleasing, heartwarming, everybody feels good at the end of the show performance. So it's familiar music that most people would Yes, be. yes it is. Yeah. Yes. Cool. If wow. it was too obscure, I said, nope, go back to the drawing board, <laughs> find something else. I do let the teachers choose their music. I help them, but um, I like the, the teachers to really have their own voice in this piece. So mm -hmm. we write the story and we let them know where in the show they're going to be, what, what part of the story they're going to be telling. But we really let them have free reign when it comes to musical choices, choreography choices, costume mm. choices. Um, you know, I, I want them to experience the, the creative aspect as much as, as I do. Um, I think it's better for the production and uh, it puts their, puts their heart and, and touch fingerprints on it. So, mm. Are there yeah. any star performers that you'd like to like point out that uh, the audience should watch for? Them? Sure. Well, yeah. you won't be able to take your eyes off of Max, our okay. lead, um, Quincy Quijano. Quincy um, has been with us since he was maybe five or six. Um, the entire family has been a part of Prince Dance Institute from the beginning, including wow. um, mom, Noelle, used to dance with me back when I first started the school in 2004, and she danced with me in my classes. And then uh, all of her children have been through the program. All five of her children have been through the program, wow. which is amazing. And Quincy just does a fantastic job as Max. I'm, I've been very, very impressed. How old is Quincy now? Quincy is 12. 12, yes. wow, okay. Yes, has a bright future. <laughs> um, and then we also have uh, two dancers who've been with me for five years, um, Brianna Harmon, um, and she is a senior, she's going to be graduating this year, um, and Olivia Malouf, who is also a senior, is going to be graduating. And they are both in the Contemporary Four pieces um, and ballet, and Olivia is also in our Aerial Silk dance. So they have, they'll be on stage quite a, quite a bit, um, mm -hmm. and they've been, they've been with me since they were you know, preteen. So, it will be a, a nice That's final wonderful. performance for them. I'm oh glad they gosh. get to end on the stage. Right. Yeah. How long have you been in production for the thing? And who else um, have you collaborated with 
um, mm -hmm. as far as the writing and everything goes. So um, Noelani Anderson um, is my partner in creating this show. Mm -hmm. She and I decided to do this theme, which is partnering with the librarian based the show off of a book, um, last spring. So typically at the end of the year, our school year culminates in May. Now we start thinking about what our show is going to be next year. So okay. we, we first land on a nonprofit partner that we want to work with. Of course. Yeah. Um, and we've never worked with the library. Huh. And so um, it seemed like a great fit. And um, literature is, a, is another art form. So it was an easy, easy partnership. Um, and then we chose the book in the fall. So I'd say October or so we landed on this as the, our, mm. our story. Um, and then Nani and I started working on writing the script. Nice. Um, and we would just have Zoom meetings and, uh, and write it together and, um, and start fleshing it out. And then come January, we let all of the teachers know what pieces they were going to be doing, where in the show they were going to be. And Nani, meanwhile, started writing the script for her wow. actors because she teaches the acting class. So oh um, she workshopped it with them, a lot of improv sessions, and then wrote the script, and then they started learning it. You're so, so busy. So busy, Steve. <laughs> when do you sleep? I'm barely. I'm barely sleeping. <laughs> okay, my last question. Uh, what's next for you and your company? Uh, ah. Got any ideas in mind? Yes. Well, oh, okay. the um, professional company, Prince Dance Company, has shows immediately following this one. We are doing uh, two presentations down at Imiloa, the planetarium in Hilo. Mm. We are going to screen My Empty Body is Full of Stars, oh, right, right. which is the production that we have been working on for the last six years that we uh, filmed on the Kahilu Theater stage mm -hmm. last June and then um, presented it in December. So um, it's a 45-minute film uh, about the creation of the universe. So it's wow. cosmology um, that was written and developed with astronomers and engineers from uh, the island of Hawaii. Um, and so it's a beautiful piece mm -hmm. of contemporary dance, and we will be streaming it on the Imiloa Dome oh. and wow. uh, accompanied by... I've seen that. That's beautiful. It's going to be amazing. Oh my God. It's going to be amazing. Huge dancers, right? Do you have Six, a date on that? Yes, I do. Um, we're doing school shows next uh -huh. Tuesday, oh. um, which is the 10th, I believe. And that's just for our local school children to come. And then on May 13th, which is Friday the 13th at 6 p.m., we are going to be um, doing it for the public. So anybody who is interested in attending can come, and it will be myself and an astronomer. We will be narrating the film, and then we'll do a Q&A after to explain both the artistic uh, aspects of what happened, but also the, the physics and the astronomy of, of what happened. Yes. How exciting. So that's coming up. And then, in addition, the company is taking Dancing Galaxies, which is the outreach school portion of that show into 10 schools um, in the following two weeks. So the rest of May, we're taking it to schools in Puna and Hilo and uh, Hamakua Coast and here in Waimea, we'll be taking it to the elementary school. So we are quite busy for the month of May. It does not stop. <laughs> well, when are you, or do you have any plans to come back to the Kahilu with another live production or is that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. We will do, uh, Prince Dance Institute will do its um, winter show, its fall show. Oh. December, we do have a date, but I don't remember it right now, sometime in December. Um, and then we will do another production in the spring uh, as, as this one is happening. It will mm -hmm. be, be an all new original work that we will start working on once this one is over. Yes. 
<laughs> You're so busy. Oh my god! Can't gosh. stop, won't stop. Wow. I wish they were handed out awards for what you do. But uh, you're sweet. Yeah. Anything you. else you'd like to add before we go? Um, I hope everybody can attend, and um, thanks for listening. All right. Angel Prince, thank you so much for your time today, and have a wonderful weekend full of wild things. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Aloha. Aloha. Thanks for listening to the Songs and Stories podcast. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next week on Songs and Stories. Aloha. Aloha.